dream the lord did come to me and he was a shape he was a big lumpy knob it was he who had the juice <laughs> welcome <laughs> boys and ghouls to a fucking mini sode of halloween is forever i'm brian i'm meg i was all ears for that sermon. <laughs> you shut your goddamn dirty mouth um uh, that was a quote from a pretty okay movie um, that this uh, movie that we're going to talk about today remade and is not okay. Guys, we are talking about uh, that brand. It's not even brand new. I think it came out a couple years ago, but just released somehow now. It was, it was made years ago, but sat okay. on shelves until now. Okay, we're going to talk about the new Children of the Corn remake, reimagining uh, from, I guess, 20 and 20. Uh, debuted kind of on Shudder, but not really because it was supposed to be there, but it wasn't. So then I had to go on uh, Amazon Prime Video, um, purchase it, you know, spend money to rent this dog shit. I'm not happy about that. I want to refund. Then when I opened it or, you know, when I played the movie, it came up like it was a Shudder original with the Shudder. <laughs> Um, nice. you know, uh, uh, screen and I pay for a subscription to shutter. I don't know. The whole thing was absolute dog shit. Like I said, guys, we're going to talk about the new children of the core movie. Spoiler alert. It's horse shit, it rules. Um, but it's going to be fun to talk about. There was a couple <laughs> parts that weren't disgustingly bad. Most of the, most of it was absolutely horse shit. Um, but we got a couple other things, but we're going to do them before that, guys, here. Um, first and foremost, I guess we should probably talk about some beersies. Anybody got some beersies they want to talk about? I got beersies. We got. I do actually have a beer. Is it Iron As City? opposed to. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Let's oh, see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I've been Steve, doing some stouts got? a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, well, hey, you know, maybe we shut up. <laughs> Okay. It's a good good segue, though, Meg, because you said you've been drinking stouts a lot lately, and now I'm drinking a stout. Oh, my God. uh, This is from uh, Sibling Revelry. Uh, It's their mocha oatmeal. It's Mm. only six and a half because I got other things to do after this. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. But yeah. Where's Sibling Revelry? Where's that at? uh, They're Mm. out of Westlake, Ohio, which I think is just kind of outside of Cleveland. Yeah, that's like a little suburb of Cleveland. Yeah, where that is. Yeah, because they say they're uh, the the coffee they use for their mocha oatmeal is from Duck Rabbit Coffee Roasters, mm. which is different from Duck Rabbit it's Brewing. Rabbit brewing <laughs> which is that's in, not confusing. Yeah. Where's Duck Rabbit at? North Carolina. I thought I thought Duck Rabbit Brewing was out of like Michigan or so. Was it? Maybe I'm getting. Why did I think it was from North Carolina? I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I always like me some duck rabbit. They make some of them, some of them real sexy styles. Nobody gives a fuck about anymore, <laughs> like English barley wine and Best Bitter and oatmeal stout and stuff like that. Um, but no relation is what you're saying. They did, yeah, no relation because like even the logo is completely different. It's the mm-hmm. body of a duck with a rabbit's head on it. Mm-hmm. But I remember Duck Rabbit did a beer. That was like so far out of like a really, really old style. I think they called it the malt duck. 
<laughs> and it tastes like grape cough syrup. Hell yeah. It uh, it, it was insane. Does it get y'all uh, robo tripped? It got you kind of robo tripped. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was just out of control. You really encouraged this, Brian. Yeah, I'm really into mixing drugs and alcohol. Um, <laughs> speaking of robo tripping, uh, Meg, what are you? Were you robo tripping? No, that was Steve. It was chugging cough syrup last time. Yeah, two episodes I was ago. Re- two episodes yeah, I was, ago. I was recently, but not super recently. Um, mm. Yeah, no, like I said, I've been like trying to find some stouts lately. And tonight I just was like going through the fridge and happened to pull out the Grand Cacao from Trogues. Mm. That was Ooh. from the mix pack from the winter. So it's a little, it's not super old, but it's it's holding up really nice and hitting the fucking spot. It's always a solid beer. Like I'm actually love it in the winter pack. Yeah, they the do winter. a nice job and you can try, you know, they're one of the breweries that I know, like, you know, you can trust their code date. Like their beer is going to hold up pretty well. Yeah. You do have to get it mostly in your mouth. If you want to consume guys, it, you the, should try to get it in. Thing, Meg, you guys can't see it at home. Meg just just stone cold at a beer, essentially. A co- what I'm like <laughs> real mad is that was the second time, I, second sip in a row where mm-hmm. I just was like just not looking but trying to look at my computer and just been like, yeah, let's try to put this in my mouth <laughs> and can't. Missed. Just, just missed. Not by can't. a lot. Just a couple inches. Yeah. Well, I am not drinking a stout. I am drinking uh, a uh, house lager from Forest and Maine. Mm. Forest and Maine is in uh, beautiful Ambler, Pennsylvania. That's out east. Um, this is a beer that came be, that came uh, highly suggested to me from uh, uh, a gentleman who runs a, a really nice uh, home home to, home D out there distributor, aka beer store for people who don't live in uh, the fucked up uh, state of commonwealth of pennsylvania um it's it's like a it's like a keller beer basically it's just kind of like a rustic house lager like fairly well hopped um not super aggressive bitterness got some nice kind of chewy doughy things happening here unfiltered um but real drinking real real nice what's the abv on this i don't know i already drank three of them so uh (laughs) not just now um but of the four pack this is my last one 4.8 yeah just a real nice kind of uh easy to crush kind of keller beer here i like it it's got a heck of a nice foam stand on it too had that some bitch teased way up that's about it. Nothing too special about it. It's pretty yummy, though. Sick. I've always I, I haven't had a single one of their beers, but they're in the back of my mind to brew that next time I go out east. I really, really need to make a point to try to go to. Yeah, this one's you know nice. I mean? It's like real floral. It's um, it's definitely got that like it's got a fairly lingering bitterness now, you know, after a few sips in and I'm like, this is the first one I'm just drinking on its own, not with food. Um, it does have a fairly firm lingering kind of chalky bitterness, which is pleasant. And, um, it's real like honeysuckle, like orange. It's got a little bit of a, a peppery bergamot floral thing too. Mm. It's mm. nice. It's really nice. I would drink, I would buy this again. You said it was a Keller beer. Does it have any of that uh, that there phosphorus eggy? No, no, it doesn't have any real real. I mean, it's it's no, it doesn't have a big uh, sulfur sulfur hit to it. Um, It is a little bit fuller body than you expect a 4.8 percent lager to be. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty clean, pretty clean fermentation character. Otherwise, Hmm. I dig it. I dig it. A little a little bit of fruity esters in there. I ain't mad at it. Um, we got to BRC's guys, and I'm I'm stalling because I don't want to talk about this piece of shit movie. But we do have one more 
uh, fun little activity to do here first. If you'll recall on the last episode, um, our social media friends we announced did decide what our topic is going to be for our April showdown. So uh, that is one week um as the bare naked ladies say from today we are going to be releasing our april showdown episode um and that is um once again the topic robot rampage that's how they say it in britain they say they call them robots so we're sticking with it you don't specifically have to do british robots um but we are doing robot rampage that was the topic that was suggested from our social media friends and listeners for those of you who are new to the show or maybe this is your first time uh leading up to a showdown episode once a month first monday of the month we do a little showdown and uh basically we pick a topic that comes from three topics which comes from a wheel of topics um our social media friends pick from those three they're randomly selected from the wheel and then once we have it we each pick a movie associated with that topic sometimes it's a subgenre, sometimes it's um you know uh something that's seasonally relevant whatever and ultimately uh we pick that you know we we choose a movie that's associated with that each one of us individually in that showdown episode a little bit of a longer form discussion where we each talk about the movie we argue why it's good why it's bad why it sucks why it's awesome whatever um you know so Someone gets speared. Um, ultimately, somebody gets uh, dust blown in their eyes. The bottoms of their feet set on fire. Something like that. We vote, and someone takes home that son of a bitchin championship belt, that fucking shoulder candy for the month. Currently, your boy's holding on to it. That tends to be the case almost all the time. Um, not all the time, but pretty much all the time. I hold the belt just for the with the history of. I mean, it, it's it's no surprise. The winningest champion in the history of Halloween is forever. I feel like I haven't been really flaunting that enough lately, and I really need to keep you motherfuckers in check because you're kind of getting a little comfortable. I feel like out here acting like you own the belt ah. i feel like steve's acting ah. more like the champ this month especially with this week man yeah. with oh well yes uh, somehow steve suckered us into him, yeah. him picking a punishment movie <laughs> you from let us it happen for us. <laughs> i wasn't gonna see did. it I was, I was i was gonna watch it no happy. matter what i was gonna watch it no matter what not really? that i have a particular soft spot for this franchise but i just i i'm i don't know why i just always get suckered into watching remakes but yeah i i had no idea how different this was gonna be i was just like hey you know i hear it's getting bad reviews <laughs> hey everybody <laughs> let's see how bad it could be uh, see you know, steve over here being like <laughs> well yeah. it was actually a fun it, it, uh, uh i'm not gonna lie i did have fun with it specifically just because me and my brother i got <laughs> and i don't know how i feel about this but i just got a new tv we just finished our basement i just got a nice big new tv for the basement mounted on the wall the whole thing and the first movie i watched on my the, i christened my new tv with this fucking flick oh my God. Uh, and me and my me and my brother sat down there uh you know gave it the full treatment you know sitting there you know snacks and drinks and lights off and watching a spooky movie and pretty much we just fucking made fun of it the entire time yeah. which was actually pretty fun yeah too. i think no i think i i I'm, I, I i can sense your hesitancy of christening a new tv with this yeah but i think this is a new bad movie like classic 
I, and, I, I agree. Yeah. I, we said that I think from 10, 20 years from now, people are going to be like, this has mystery science theater written all over or something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? yeah. But because it's let, that bad. Yeah. Let, let's pick our robot movies first before. Because Yes. I yes. Think, I got off on a tangent. Let's know. <laughs> it's our OK. Robot. It's OK. I was there with you. It's just <laughs> <laughs> let's get our robot movies here, guys. Robot Rampage, which means we're going to pick one of these movies. Um, and then you got a week to go out and watch them and or not, whatever, um, before we discuss them on the showdown episode for next week. So um i am gonna go listen i'm the champ to the champ go the spoils uh i get to choose the order in which we select it um i am gonna go first not that there is a very remote chance i could see steve picking this movie so i don't think it's gonna happen but i am going to just nip it in the bud right now um although i did have three movies i was thinking about i know i talked about how i was gonna do chopping mall (laughs) and i love me some chopping mall but um I don't know. I, I feel like I'm getting into too much of a pattern, too predictable, where I always just pick the schlocky 80s movie, which 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 is is uh, my right as the champ. But I have decided to to go a little bit different route. Um, I am going to do uh, a movie from the year 1973. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to do Westworld. Oh, okay. uh, the original oh, yeah. Westworld. Okay. Um, uh, part of it, I'll give you, you know, a little bit selfish is, like I said, I got a new TV, which I'm very excited for. Nice little movie room in the basement. I have not hooked up my VCR down there yet, but I have a copy of Westworld in pristine condition on VHS. That is going to be my first VHS watched on the new TV, which I thought would be appropriate. So Ooh. I'm going I'm going Ooh. Westworld. Sick. Um so let's go, Steve. Steve, what are you going to do? What are you gonna, what's your robot rampage going to entail? My robot rampage is I'm going to stick to formula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you say you're not going the 1980s schlock. Yeah. I'm going to stick to 1990s schlock. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going with 1995 Screamers. <laughs> That's a good one. That was that was one I considered, too. Yeah, I, I, th- that movie. I, th- I thought it might be. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, starting Peter Weller. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, based on a short story by Philip K. Dick mm-hmm. and screenplay mm-hmm. by our favorite Dan O'Bannon. Yeah. I mean, the, the, listen, that's a pedigree. Mm-hmm. Philip K. Dick, Dan O'Bannon, 1995. Those are all my favorite things, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's it, that's a it's a banger. I'll be honest. Uh, I love that movie. I definitely considered it. I probably haven't watched it in maybe five years. So I'm excited to watch that one again. I, ha- I, I have seen that one so, so I, I know it's just in my head of just yeah. like it's it's an under I hate using the word underrated but mm-hmm. it's one of those films that not enough people bring up and I yeah. think it has just like enough fun things and enough twists and turns yeah and then just like when you watch it though it's one of those you have to watch it through the lens of no, this didn't steal from everything everything stole from this <laughs> right 1995 <laughs> and also I, I would argue it's it's experiencing a little bit of resurgence right now. I feel like I've heard more about this movie in the last couple of years than I had in the 20 years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also kind of a shit title. So I think yeah. the movie not shit title, not specific enough. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't. It's almost like Life Force. Yeah. A little bit. Both, both written Too by Dan vague. O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon doesn't do titles. Dan O'Bannon <laughs> rules, but God, does he suck ass at titles? I think you might be right. Yeah. Not that he necessarily had the t- 
tight. I don't know if he came up title, but you're right that it, 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 as it's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he kind of does. Nancy. He kind of does. He probably did. He, yeah, you're well, right. Yeah, no, because he kind of does suck at titles. Because like, mm-hmm. like his other titles are like Bleeders was another film he did. <laughs> oh my god! But that's kind of a cool. I don't know why that's cooler than Screamers to me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then like Alien, Aliens, like that's an easy name. You know, it just... He might be bad at titles. I think he's bad at titles. <laughs> yeah, know? I think you might be right. I think he might be on to something there. Um, all right, Meg, what do you got? Okay, so I was actually... The guys are being kind and not calling me out, but I'm going to call myself out for like not coming prepared again. Ooh. However, after I started looking, I realized again, that she I brought actually it up. had... <laughs> the disrespect. The disrespect. But I actually did have one in the back of my head, especially after we started um, talking about it. But I think I'm actually going to go a hard left on this one and do Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a bold choice. Bold choice. Sure. Uh, it's a fun movie. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I, I, th- I yeah, the like, zombie, not zombie. It's the the brain surgery scene in this movie is mm-hmm. bonkers. Um, and I do like this movie. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's uh, absolutely. If you haven't seen Tammy and the T Rex, um, just buckle the fuck up because it's one of those movies. I have no fucking idea how it got made. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could put. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But Steve, initial thoughts on Tammy and the T-Rex. Boy, does that not fit a whole <laughs> lot of what this episode was well, going to be? I, like in the Googling, mm-hmm, I was yeah. just like, I think it fits some of it. And even if it's not fully, I think it'll still be a fun pick. So I'm like, hey, if I'm that, pulling a Brian here. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit and it's not perfect, we're still going to have fun talking well, yeah, about no, it. And you guys can tear that's, it apart. That's, it's fine. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad at it per se i'm just saying like if you come unprepared i think it's only fair that you throw up something that is just fun yeah Mm -hmm. like maybe you just resign yourself that you're not gonna win but (laughs) you'll still be an important vote in the end so (laughs) tammy and tammy and the t-rex it's I, there's a lot of romance, <laughs> which I think before you watch this movie, you don't realize just how much romance is going to be involved. Um, and as far as the robot itself, um, is it a cyborg? Technically, I I don't know. We'll I, talk about that. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, not, I haven't. It's like, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. No, I was going to say honestly, I haven't seen the movie. Like. Hmm all the way through like i've only seen yeah. bits and pieces it's a human's brain put into a robot which yeah. to me that's a cyborg sounds like a cyborg well, then i can i had the other one and if it fits i mean we would still have fun with it and if it's more of a cyborg because i think but it's not what i you think it's not robocot cy- yeah. cyborg. it's not it's not we have the t- we must rebuild him you yeah, know but, we yeah. have the technology no no but if the, if it's controlled by a human brain then that's human thought it is decidedly okay, so. well, then, that. Well, then let's I'll like I'll pivot. I'll go back to my initial movie that I did have when I was thinking about this topic and we won't have fun. No, I'm not saying we can't good. have fun. You can <laughs> no, still no, throw no, it no, up no. there. No, you hate I fun. Just, you hate fun. Steve. I'm I'm remember, <laughs> remember the Meg rails. I'm trying to stay within the Meg rails. OK, I like I do want to just have fun with it. I do I, like the other movie that I had in mind that I didn't mm. even have to like look up. And that was Ex Machina. I remember the first time I watched it. I really enjoyed Mm. it. It was one of the ones that came to mind early on. So we can actually just do that one if it's 
actually within the Meg Rails, which it I think would because th- AI falls into it. I think it's within the Meg Rails, but it's I don't know. I'll tell you right now, I don't think it's that great. Like <laughs> I, I'm be honest with you, have not seen this movie, so mm. I have nothing to. I'm well, familiar with. It. I think either way, I was walking to this with a high potential that I was not going to win. So let's yeah. go within the Meg Rails. I think if you want to do fun, because I mean you're already. Tammy and the T-Rex was already going to lose for other reasons, not the <laughs> cyborg reason that I didn't know about. <laughs> I would rather do Tammy and the T-Rex because I haven't really seen it, and it's going to be more fun than doing Ex Machina. It is a fun movie. I have wow. not seen Ex Machina. I can't speak to it. I know the concept. I know the pulp, the pop culture implications and like what it represents in the zeitgeist but i don't think i've sat and watched x okay so our third choice was that because i came unprepared that steve was just going to choose a movie for me Mm -hmm, if i couldn't figure out something by the time we were picking out movies sure (laughs) okay do you want to hear what do you want to hear what i was going to give you yeah yeah on march 31st from full moon features is new jim wynorski movie murderbot (laughs) I don't know what that is. I do actually. This could also be more like fun in a different way that I just go into something really blind. I mean, we'd <laughs> all go in blind because it's a brand and new movie. Have, <laughs> yeah, I have not. I mean, I, Jim Wynorski is one What's of the called? Mad Robot Murderbot. Murder. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Mad robot, mad mad robot. <laughs> Fucking no. Um, uh, so here, so it, like this is. I'm actually giving you a gift because you've already been told that you're going to lose with the other two movies. Mm-hmm. You no, don't know. No, you don't know that you're going to lose with this. I don't know. Even though that because we've ne- none of us have seen this movie. I'm kind of assuming either way on this topic because I didn't get to do my own research. I have no confidence that I would win either way. So let's also be very clear. It's not that you didn't get to, it's you did not do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want it to sound like we didn't give you something. No, you guys, there was time. It was personal reasons. Okay. I'm not coming up with excuses here. So, um, let's see. If you want my vote, I, I, uh, a Jim Wynorski joint out of the blue. None of us know anything about it. A, Sounds like a, a lot tw- of fun. A 2023 okay. Jim well, Wynorski joint. Yeah. Wait, is it called Killbots? No, it's Murder called Murderbot. It's it's I'm, like, no, like I'm just I'm trying to look it up. I know I, you're not going to. You have to like look it up on Twitter. It was like just oh. announced. I literally watched the trailer while I was waiting for you guys to get set up. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, so... Oh, wait, because I saw another one from... And he's, like, credited in that. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like... is this, Or maybe it has two names. I don't fucking know. Nope. But, okay, let's go with that. Let's just All do right. that. And if it's good, then it's good. Um, What, like... And if it's not, I can then, guarantee you it's not going to be good, but it might be fun. Yeah. Okay. I, I can say from the trailer it's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah. Heard. <laughs> Heard. All right. All right. We we have decided. Okay. So once again, to um let's let's recap what we're gonna be doing here. I'm gonna be doing Westworld from 1973. Steve's gonna be talking about Screamers from 1995, and Meg's gonna be doing Murderbot from 2023, which uh, you said isn't comes e- out what? Ne- isn't even out yet. Yeah, yeah March 31st. <laughs> March 31st. Get on right. full moon, I like you got to get on Full Moon Features. It's like a six ninety nine subscription. You can watch everything that's on there. Mm-hmm. 
deal. Listen, yep. we're also right in Charles Band. Mm-hmm. Mr. Band, come over here. Yeah. Sponsor us. Yeah. You know, we're 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 pulling in subscribers uh for a movie that doesn't even exist yet. Um, all right. So that's what we're gonna be doing for our son of a bitchin' showdown for the uh month of April. Guys, uh all right. There's no more delay. There's no more uh there's no more drawing this out. We are gonna have to talk about children of the corn. Um, Steve, we were talking about before we got on here and started recording this this uh I because I didn't even look at who directed it mm-hmm. uh, until we sat down. T- tell us about this fucking guy. So yeah, I it was something I noticed just in the credits that it was directed by Kurt Wimmer. And I said, man, that name sounds really familiar. And because this movie has a lot of phone time, I went and looked up what, why does Kurt Kurt Wimmer sound familiar? And he is the director writer of Equilibrium. Mm. And if people don't remember that film or have never seen it, it's from 2000. It stars Christian Bale and is most famous for introducing the world to Gun Kata. And I'll tell you. Uh, this, the, Which e- is now almost a subgenre of films. Yeah, now. <laughs> like I mean, equal, for for as questionable as quality as Equilibrium is, uh, you know, it kind of walked so that John Wick could John Wick <laughs> so. a little bit. And so, uh, what was the one with? Um, uh, oh my gosh, Angelina Jolie had like a gun kata movie too, didn't she? Where she like it wasn't as much gun kata as much as. Um, like kicking people and then bending bullets. You oh, know what I'm wanted. About? Yeah, wanted. That that's not as much gun kata, but yes, there are. Uh, t- tell the folks what what gun kata is if you had to uh, if you had to put it in a, a quick synopsis. I mean, it, it, it's it's simply martial arts with guns, and you you mm-hmm. had you double wield all the time. You, you never have to go akimbo <laughs> yeah. all the time. You never not dual wield, and then you just throw in your bullets. You're punching with bullets. You punch although, bullets. Al- although John Wick does <laughs> does not always go akimbo. No, not always. But I mean, but that's, he that's, does do a lot of like punch someone into submission, and then that time you know when you were in karate class, when, if you ever took karate classes when you were a kid, where you like tripped somebody and then you like punch them in the throat real quick, yeah, and then run away. That's what they thought. Instead of punch him in the throat. You shoot him in the brain. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much what like John, John John Wick does it. Yeah. And like you beat him up, shoot him in the brain. And there's also kind of like there's that there's that short, you know, the punch that you short, you know, at yeah. somebody's face. But instead of yeah. shorting it, you shoot him in the face. <laughs> that's John Wick. And that's like, you know, again, they learned all these things from Equilibrium. Uh, yeah. Equilibrium. It, the story is just Fahrenheit 451, you know, mm-hmm. but with with Tay Diggs as well. Yeah, with Tay Diggs. So like, you know, it, it's that it's a fun genre film. I don't anybody I don't think anybody's ever going to like champion it. I say go. I th- I say go rewatch it just to rewatch it. But I might now because I, I I honestly don't know if I ever saw it. We were talking about mm-hmm. this beforehand. I definitely re- remember the trailer. I recognize the poster and who's in it, and it all makes sense. But I don't know if I've actually ever sat down and watched it. Yeah, it's just it, you know it's it's an interesting fun look back, especially because like I mean it's not like Christian Bale's bad, you know. No, he's it's always just, great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like his character is specifically very wooden. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 because he's trying to go Neo. Yeah. Well, and yeah. also and also like the story requires it because the whole thing is like they live in a world where emotions have been outlawed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's a great premise. Yeah. I'm down sold. It's if insane. I'm sold then, I'm super it's, sold it's now. It's so weird because like, yeah, you have that premise and then he's like part of the royal guard who knows Gunkata and like Gunkata is just a thing that they is invented. Is he also perhaps limitless? He might be limitless. <laughs> I think he's. I think he becomes limitless when he learns about art and emotion. Yeah. he's the one. Yeah, he's the limitless one. Mm-hmm. Um, when he learns emotions, so that sounds that's, sick. Yeah, so that's Kurt Wimmer's background. Is he yeah. did Equilibrium and then he did Ultraviolet, which I believe is with uh, 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 Mila Djokovic, mm. uh, and it's basically just some like shitty vampire kind of allegory movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're all vampires, but they're not, you know, you don't say it out loud that yeah. they're vampires and like she does karate and stuff and it's not good. It's not a great movie. And now he's done this movie. He really doesn't work a whole lot. <laughs> like, yeah. As a no, director. He doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have a lot of movies under his belt. Um, but uh, he, he he also wrote the screenplay for this as well, in addition to, to directing it. So. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, fuck this guy, because this screenplay, Steve, you said beforehand um, that it felt or I think maybe we were texting like leading up to watch it like you had watched it and uh, Meg and I hadn't watched it yet. And you were like, the dialogue feels like it was written by AI. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> after you said that, I couldn't stop thinking it. And it was mm-hmm. such an accurate depiction. Like the dialogue is so fucking wonky. We'll, we'll get into it. I, for those of you who are not familiar with Children of the Corn and the Children of the Corn franchise, it's one of those movies. When did the original Children of the Corn come out? It was like 80. Early 80s. 83 was maybe. One was my guess, yeah. but I don't have it up in front of me. Early 80s. It's one of those movies that isn't. It's based on a, Steve, a short story, a Stephen King short story. Um, so, you know, the material is good and, and interesting, but it's really difficult to bring some of these you know, Stephen King's short stories to life, which uh, coincidentally um, on this week, I watched The Mist again for the 12th Mm -hmm. time I've seen this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, again, reiterated how impressive that movie is because they actually do bring, um, which that is almost like a novella. Like that's a novella. That's not even a short story. I think that's like a hundred pages or some shit. Right. Yeah. It's it's still pretty short in comparison to like some of his other or something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It is. It, it is. It's. It's. It's short in comparison, but it's not a. Yeah, it's not a, Thomas Ligotti, you know, thirty pager or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so the original one was a decent adaptation of that story. The, in my opinion, the movie is not great. The original, but it has a few really memorable parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's really my history. I've probably seen it two or three times i've never seen any of the sequels i've heard their dog shit uh, <laughs> yes. but they have their fans yes um and they keep making them yes uh this movie just feels like a like a shameless cash grab to eke out any last little bit of equity that is in this property uh absolutely i was i was so fucking confused at like the way they put this movie together. Yeah. And like, so just back to the original, the, mm-hmm. like, even though you said like the original, it's not a great movie and, but it does have its like kind of fan base and like yeah. the, the original does hold to the short story pretty like strict. 
I think it does. I, I, I've only read the short story once. I think it was when I was on vacation in high school. Yeah. Where, like, you know, um, but I don't. Uh, uh, I, I do recall like nothing being a dramatic departure. Right. I think I think whereas the, whereas like the, the mist is actually a pretty dramatic departure, at least in the end. Yeah, especially stuff. the end. But like mm. I think I think the one thing that is left out of the original movie that is in the short story is like mm. um, the the main character, Bert, is killed by like a corn monster in yes. in the original <laughs> short story. And then like I think the movie keeps it a little more uh, vague. As to whether or not, like, the children who have, like, formed this crazy cult, which I think is, yeah. like, the scariest part of the original Children of the Corn. 100%. Is mm-hmm. that yeah. it's just a traveling couple who comes upon this remote town that has been taken over by psycho religious kids. Like, it's that's already insane. happened. You don't. And, and frankly, that's. Yeah, you're. I agree 100%. That's the best thing about the original is you don't have to see all the. Uh, you know how the sausage got made so to speak like you just can kind of suspend your disbeliefs and go like this is f- some creepy shit has happened here and we don't necessarily understand it all but we know we're in danger so like it, th- this is actually even i think pretty well characterized by the imdb synopses for these two movies by the way 1984 mm-hmm. uh was the first one a young couple was trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of children believe that everyone over the age of 18 must be killed okay there's a little bit more to it than that you know the whole you know he who walks behind the rose and all that they worship you know essentially some sort of like you know, pagan agricultural God type of thing. Right. But you're right. They cut, they're out of towners. They show up and then it's this isolation thing. Yeah. They are trapped mm-hmm. on the Island with a bunch of psychos. Just so happens. The Island is a tiny <laughs> it's <you> Nebraska know, <laughs> a town in Nebraska in the middle of nowhere. This movie is about essentially the origin story of that. They also try to make it like an environmental story, but it kind of isn't. It doesn't make and any fucking sense. Like it's mm-hmm. terribly written and even listen to the IMDb synopsis. The film describes the events leading up to and including the massacre of the adults of a small town in Nebraska by their children after the adults irresponsibly ruined the crop and the children's future. So little of that happens like yeah. it, <laughs> with any real sense of like worth to the story. Yeah. I feel like there could have been like, especially with when it came out and how like how important like the environment is to kids now. Mm-hmm. This this movie could have had an opportunity to play off that a little bit to showcase like, you know, the power of numbers of kids actually doing something. But this movie throughout the whole thing, you're just like, how how, how do these parents just like let this happen? Like yeah. mm-hmm. it kind of always had that feeling of like this doesn't make sense if I was in this scenario, this just like wouldn't happen. It's no one ever takes this, any action in this yeah, movie. <laughs> like you're like Yes. I feel like there's just always that constant thing like, oh, we're we're like adults and we're parents and we're not we don't need to do anything. But at the same time as an outsider, you're like that this would not actually be happening. Like there's no way that kid is like strong enough or like capable of doing that Mm -hmm. because they're 20 pounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would have beat the shit out of all these kids and like literally by myself. Like these, it's just, they're not threatening at any point. We're we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but like the, the villains 
couldn't be less threatening in this movie. Maybe mm-hmm. with the exception of one kid who I don't think has any lines kind of could come across yeah, a little bit threatening. There's like two teenagers who they would be a problem no matter what. Just mm-hmm. like they, I can guarantee like they're just the bad kids of the neighborhood anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're just there to fuck shit up. Yeah. They don't even believe in the God. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we, we come from the wrong side of the tracks. We're here to fuck yeah, shit up. Yeah, somebody told them they could carry bats and chainsaws and they'd be like, fuck yeah, fuck everybody. They're like, hell yeah, hell yeah, bro. Um, yeah, so uh, just a little bit of, a, of, you know, the main players here. There's way too many people in this movie. You don't care about any of them. Um, the main characters are uh, a, a family, which um, the main kind of protagonist is uh, Bo, uh, which is Boy- Boylan, her name is? Boylan? 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 Is that how you say I it? If you would say, I don't even know if you would say boy because Bol- it's B-O-L. Bol- it's like bowling. Bol- it's Bol- bowling. It's like Jolene, but bowling. <laughs> I don't Bolin. know. Bowling. I think it's bowling. Um, anyway, she goes by Bo. Um, and she's acting in a different movie than everybody else. Um, and then <laughs> her, um, her brother Cecil, which they refer, refer to as Cease yeah. quite a bit, which is, I, uh, no, no one calls anybody named Cecil that I don't think, um, certainly not like, I don't know. It's a not, weird movie. Not the, it was the way weird, I think. Honestly, I feel name. like I could see that because you someone doing that, but it's like the way they did it. It always felt forced. But I felt like the conversations yeah. regarding like you you don't say your brother's name that many times. Yeah, that's the or thing. You know, you like, when they said like Cecil all the time, awesome. I kept going to myself, "Who are they talking to?" Right. Because yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, and, um, and like that's the other thing is this movie's so anachronistic. Like yeah. Cecil sees Bo like. Boiling, like these are all like super old names, and then mm. it also shows like everybody in the film looks like they're in the Great Depression, like a bunch of ruddy faces. And you never know when it's set, yeah. I mean, it's obviously set in modern times because they're on like social media at some point, right? But yeah, yeah, and then like the the dialogue alone has so many like anachronistic things. Like at one point Cease tells Bo, I'm never going to get out of this town with my cruddy grades. Nobody has said cruddy <laughs> since 1950. Yeah. And also just get in the car, drive away. You know, like people move around like crazy now. Now, if this was set in like the forties, then I would be like, yeah, it's hard to up and leave, yeah. you know, no, in this instance, it's just like it almost felt and even the way everybody was dressed, they were all seemed to be dressed in these like almost depression era clothes for the most part right. or or at the very least like mid-century, you know, t- type of type of outfits. Um, yeah, it was just all over the fucking place. I mean, even if you live in Nebraska, like you're you're you can't be more than five hours away from Lincoln or Colorado in some way. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like you live in the middle of Antarctica or something like that, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you also have Eden, who is like the the villain, the antagonist of the movie, as uh, like a I don't know ten year old girl named Eden. Um, she basically is the Isaac of this movie. If you've seen the original movie, I, I, Isaac is like the little squirrely preacherish type of character who kind of reminds you of uh um oh boy what's the character's name damien there will be well damien yes uh but i was thinking of there will be blood oh. um, the preacher preacher kid he's kind of meek but like he controls everyone like he you know he kind of is the 
um, you know, the brains of the operation. Um, in any case, uh, she, she's that there really isn't a, a Malachi type like Malachi was like the threatening kid. He was like the big teenager, big, strong teenager with red hair in the original movie that you were kind of like, oh, like he's a little sketchy. There's not really anybody like that in this movie. Like Cecil kind of goes over to the dark side, if you will. But like he's the least threatening human being I've ever seen in my life. Like he it, he's like he, Bo. The, the uh the 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 actress who plays Bo, she is like i said she is giving new meaning to chewing the scenery <laughs> like she is doing as much and more as she possibly can yeah and it's and and it is it it's not in the script what she's doing is not in she, the script she gives herself a lot of business and she does a lot yeah. of stuff and it's not in the script but also it's yeah. like it's elevated by how wooden and just doing nothing everybody else is yeah so she st- sticks out like a sore thumb and I, I have no doubt that she's a good actor she's just j- trying to do too much with an absolute dog shit script and just horrible dialogue mm-hmm. and th- and then you have the guy who plays the brother cecil he is acting <laughs> It's hard. It's almost inception level bad acting because it feels (laughs) like he's playing a like closeted gay teenager, um, like theater kid who is trying to play a roughneck hillbilly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like he's he's playing a character who's playing a character almost. Okay, I get what you're saying. All right. So, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Like the character he's supposed to be playing is a like kind of the roughneck down on his luck. Well, my grades are too dang crummy and you're going to go to the big city, sis. I'm left here to take care of the hogs. Like that's the character he's supposed to be playing. But the character he is playing that's playing that character is a is a closeted gay a theater kid who lives in a small town and he just wants to escape and get out and you know yes. sing and dance and have a time but like he can't right but it but it feels mm. like that is in and of itself a character yeah. because it's so surface level you know what i mean yeah um it's just boy it's it's he did just really inception level bad acting and then um, it, it becomes even more baffling because I mean, you know, spoiler, I guess, or whatever. Uh, He (laughs) makes a heel turn and becomes a bad guy. (laughs) And then, but like as a bad guy, he doesn't really do anything. Doesn't do a damn thing. He just stands on a different side of the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say he fades into the crowd and just stands on a different side of the room. Like it doesn't, it is perplexing. What I found really interesting, too, since we're talking about the characters and bring going back to Eden for a moment, is that like I feel like the transition from when she's like sees the one kid going in to start killing everyone to becoming like a leader character. I you have no idea how she makes that jump because she's played off as being such like this like meek character. And I feel like when you brought up Cecil, I'm like, that was the same thing. There was no. Mm-hmm. set up for us of like how they got from a to a to z like well enough that there'd be like we need to we need to rise up like i feel like them just getting mad because they weren't being listened to it doesn't it, di- it didn't feel like enough to like have some such an extreme shift where like you go from okay hi mom 
to I'm going to fucking kill you. You deserve to die. Like, the, <laughs> like, like that, that, that's a yeah. huge, that's a lot, yeah. which is uh, you guys bringing up children of the corn and having it be such like a quiet story where our imagination creates more of like that fear and terror. It's just like, did it, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and, and like, you're right about that, Meg. Cause the other thing is like, you're talking about how you don't see Eden's mm-hmm. change and it's because they literally tell you in the expository dialogue, which is the other thing that this movie is full of. Like they, everybody mm-hmm. tells you their mm-hmm. intentions and what happens, but like, yeah, yeah. Somebody just mentions like, Oh yeah. Eden was out in the field for two weeks and then we found her and then she was bad. <laughs> yeah. And like you, you, they don't need to tell you that. Because they already showed you that. Right. Um, because you, the opening scene is her um, and her brother, brother, right? Or was it just another guy, was, another kid? I think they all, I think the, so the scene opens in like this kind of orphanage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, it's latch, like a children's home. Yeah. Or like a latchkey kid program or some shit. Or just like mm-hmm. the wayward kids go, which that's a lot of wayward kids for a small town. Yeah, it's like 16 of them. Yeah. It's got to be half the kids. Yeah. It's like a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who the fuck is just leaving all these kids around? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, like, yeah, I guess the kid that she's living in the wayward home with. And then he comes out of the corn and then just goes and kills everybody who is running the home. Mm-hmm. And then like takes the kids hostage. This was so uh, just to stop for a second. I wanted to ask you guys, at what point did you know that you were in trouble in watching a bad movie? Honestly, um, I knew, well, I guess in the first five minutes, because one, um, not even the dialogue between the kids, it was, I had my suspicions when they tried to do this big, um, like they, they tried to make it this big, like dark thing that happened where and this is like i'm trying to figure out how to say this without like pushing the plot forward because we haven't gotten this far yet mm-hmm. but the, the brother maybe i don't know comes out of the of the and he's clearly troubled and i think the assumption is something in the corn is told him to go in and murder all the adults so he goes inside and goes on this murder spree inside the children's home and then uh, assumedly there's a bunch of kids in there too and the sheriff and like the local redneck posse instead of just going in there because he's stabbing them he doesn't have a gun instead of going in there and and subduing this child you know he's not a child he's a teenager like like the police should do in this scenario (laughs) they just put a pipe they just put a hose with some sort of poisonous gas in there yeah and and kill everyone in there including like 15 children and they show the uh like a room like a jonestown looking room with a bunch of kids laying on the ground but they're all laying in nap time unreasonably (laughs) close proximity to each other and they all have books like they all just like they're trying to make this be this hard-hitting brutal gut-wrenching oh my god look all these kids are dead but they don't look dead they look like they're just having a nap and also why is any of this happening right yeah like none of it mattered and it for, for a quick back of my mind i'm going okay they might make sense of this they never do no mm-hmm. not even a little no, bit. not at all and so i that was when i knew i was watching a bad movie and like i said that's three minutes yeah <laughs> Meg, that did. was pretty bad but i think like mine was like officially 
like there's this isn't going anywhere was the first conversation when you meet Bo and Cecil. And I feel like just we already kind of joked around about like how it sounds like it's written by AI, but I feel like it felt the whole time like this is not how this is not how children talk to one another. And Bo is talking to him like she's like 30 years old like it's just their interaction just felt so disingenuous i like, am your brother kid and, and we should have life together yeah no no i like learn like it's oh, just, it, it was just so awkward i was like nope nope this is gonna be this is gonna be bad uh yeah that was probably it for me fair enough yeah i was just wondering because like I, I i feel like i was on the same page with brian is like it was that first scene because i went Oh no, that's not great because I guess, and I guess that kind of makes sense why the film was maybe shelved for a little bit because, mm-hmm. like, this was filmed in 2020, and then like there was that tragedy in Texas that yeah. sort of mirrors in a way. Uh, yeah, and then, but also this it rips something else from the headlines is like that something that happened in Russia is like somebody like a group of terrorists took a school hostage. This was like 20 and 15 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Russia just gassed the entire school and like killed everybody. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. No, I didn't hear yeah. about that. So like, the, like you have it's the, this event that is like coming on the heels of a real world event. Yeah. is like, that's way it, like you're starting your film way, way edgy, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you have to like you, you have to make that mean something or be worth something. And the fact that it goes to that shitty title screen and then the bad music afterwards. Yeah, it's just like all the stakes. It's like they tried to do like an Ari Aster, mm-hmm. you know, right. The yeah. Midsummer, you know, almost like, oh, my God, the dread and the holy shit. And this is. But no, it doesn't land. And then it just goes into just silliness. It's just so. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, it becomes laughably bad. Like it. And that that's oh, yeah. what I love is like how just laughably awful it gets. Like we, we've gone on about how bad yeah. the dialogue is. But then just like some of the scenes are insane. And so you, you get all this setup of you know, like the, the the crops are dying the crops probably have a fungus on them like they announce in the first 15 yeah. minutes that everybody's probably going crazy because there's a fungus on the crops that's making them crazy yeah you know what it's weird because then they never re it never really delivered right like i thought for sure this was going to be and even in my notes it's like okay so there's going to be a dang gmo f- uh, fungus corn monster which Spoiler alert, there is a corn monster, <laughs> but it doesn't seemingly have anything to do with the fungus. Mm-hmm. It's supernatural. Yeah. It's not a fungus. I was like, I literally, like, I remember, like, turning to my brother, I was like, is this going to be the last of us with corn? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Right. It's just supernatural corn monster. Mm-hmm. Also, corn rules everything around us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> corn rules everything around me. Anyway, um, yeah, it just, it, it never, it never pays off. No. And there's all this talk about um about um like grain dust. You know, but so like working in the beer industry, in especially in production, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a huge you know explosion risks around, you know, grain dust. Sure. Right? So that's why you have to have all the your HVAC people and you have to have your mill in a different room Ooh, and all this stuff. That, that also never really pays off either. Yeah. 
It, but there's I mean, so much talk about it. Yeah, there's so much talk about. It. There's such a there's, there's such a like a risk in a in a foreshadowing because mm-hmm. like even like I used to work in a PVC mill and like it was yeah. the same thing. You like there was the it, the the ingredients came in as dust on trains and mm-hmm. they get melted down and like there's the same explosion risk yeah. of like you know static electricity causing the charge so i was like yeah. oh yeah we're gonna get a great fucking just annihilation explosion it doesn't it's a gas explosion then <laughs> yeah and she just uses it as a way to deter the bad guys from doing bad things to her yeah it's so stupid. that's all she does yeah. yeah it's just like a myth that she keeps like throwing out there yeah. but so they start to set up eden as the leader of the kids because mm-hmm. like Bo and cease come upon like they're kind of like playground by like this burned out silo and then mm-hmm. there's like a shitty car in the middle of a field and like they're doing this check off check off's old mobile yeah check off check off's old mobile check off the buick <laughs> yeah. but like the the kids are playing pirates and like they have this one kid on top of the green silo and they're gonna push him off and like th- this is where you start to build the tension of like oh are they actually going to kill this kid mm-hmm. like is this where we're at and then you 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 pull the rug the, the way the scene is supposed to end is you pull the rug and the kid just jumps off the silo and is safely caught by the corn mm-hmm. but like that's not what happens mm-hmm. they don't do that they, <laughs> they threaten to burn him alive <laughs> yeah and everyone's like has very mixed feelings about it. Like, right. It's not cool. Or maybe it is fine. You know what I mean? Right. Just, like, eh, I don't know. He was mean to his dog. So maybe we should burn him alive. And it takes even the, the people who are supposed to be the voice of reason in the scene kind of have mixed feelings about it. Maybe being harmless fun. Right. So it just takes the sting out of the whole thing. Yeah. It takes the sting out of the whole thing. You'd never get the payoff of the kid jumping off the uh, jumping off the silo they literally leave Mm. the scene before that happens they just cut yeah exactly you just get no what happened in that scene you don't know you walked away yeah because uh fucking uh, this other kid calder who's like the he's good god is that child a bad actor i i don't want i don't want to bash all the kids for being bad actors even though because it's not fair to them as kids i know you're right it's not (laughs) it's not their fault it's not their fault it's not their fault (laughs) yeah Yes, it's Wimmer's fault. It's, it's very much um, Kurt Wimmer's fault. He doesn't I know, know you're he's right, doing. but that that scene between Bo and him, the the the, the freaking sideburns kid. Yeah, holy shit, was that painful? But like, he comes out of nowhere, and like, I guess he owns the farm that the kids are playing on, and like, the kids have busted out the windows and you know dented the the Oldsmobile up. It's his grandma's car. Yeah, yeah. it's his grandma's car. But then he quickly turns. He's no longer mad at them. And he's right there with him like, oh, yeah, fuck that kid. Make him jump. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this motivation? Yeah, they're literally smashing the window of the car, jumping up and down on the roof, like just destroying this car. Um, It doesn't make any fucking sense. She also, we should mention again, it doesn't really come around that much. So who really cares? But Eden, the 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 evil child, um, has this obsession with the red witch from the red queen, or not the red witch, the red, uh, the red queen. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. From, uh, from, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So she's the whole off with your head type of, you know, character. Um, but then she shows up at one point with a red wig, like a costume wig. Yeah. And she just looks like 
white trash Raggedy Ann. <laughs> she looks like Wendy from, yeah, from Wendy. Wendy's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ugh, it's that was tough. such a weird thing too, because I feel like, like we we've talked about it so many times that it's just like common thread throughout this entire thing where nothing really matters because there's like there's no I think substance to any point if there is any point that anyone could try mm. to make up for this movie and I feel like the Red mm. Queen thing too it's like that's if she she really didn't keep it on like are they trying to say somehow like she is becoming that and that's kind of what her like so by showing it first and i feel like i'm giving it credit by even saying this out loud you know what (laughs) i mean like by trying to build the thread for them but at the same time like a lot of things just feel so empty throughout all of this like yeah i mean he he tries to deliver those lines in in the scene that caleb or whatever his name is and i wrote it i i it goes back to Steve, what you said about just the tone being all over the fucking place where like when he first comes in, he's supposed to be the kind of, I don't say badass, but like the, the, the yeah, he's supposed to be the guy who's gonna, um, like he, he, you know, he step up and help deal with these kids. Right. He, he would be the bridge between adulthood and, you know, childhood. Cause like both yeah. him and Boylan are both on the same kind of level of like they're both like 17 18 and they're getting ready to yeah graduate from high school kind of thing but they're like he comes in and i just wrote now this is exaggerated but he comes in he's like what the frick's name and damn heck are you happened to my dang grandma's heckin car like it's just like (laughs) she says all these weird um like trying not to swear dialogue and it's like if you were 17 like what 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 would possess you to talk like that? Yeah, yeah. There's you know, no there's uh, nobody there's no kid that's 17 in 2023 or 2020 even. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who says frick in like a non ironic way? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh my god. Um, moving on though, because I do think Meg, uh, you got to weigh in on this. What's the horse score on this? Because there are some. There's a horse jump scare. There is. I still think yeah. it's pretty minimal. They could, you yeah. know, it's a small town. Um, they, we, but it's also modern, but, but they all mm. seem very con- socially conscious, environmentally conscious. They could have all been riding horses and it wouldn't have been a weird thing. <laughs> so, I mean, Raggedy Ann, she's, she's, she's riding she's horses. She's the only one. Mm-hmm. Like she's, I'm trying to think if yeah. anyone else got on horse. I don't think so, mm. guys. Um, that one guy kind of got on the horse. We're going to call it a two out of five <laughs> <By> proxy, <laughs> two out of five horse heads, two out of five horses. Okay. Yeah, fair that's enough. fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, this movie doesn't excel in anything. So, yeah. Uh, so the one I want to jump to a, a pretty important scene is the scene in the town hall. Um, by important, <laughs> you mean the bread and butter of this entire movie. I genuinely, I mean, my brother and I were pissing our pants this, laughing in this scene. This scene, like, this scene gets <laughs> undercut. Like, so the 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 importance of, to the story <laughs> gets that. undercut by how how silly it devolves. But oh. like, in this scene, you learn that the parents are a hundred percent correct. Yeah, like, and that the children are the villains mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. because the they're even the ones who mean well, yeah. not even the murderous ones, not even the murderous ones. All the children yeah. are wrong because yeah. the the father of Bolin is up there and he's talking about how like 
all the crops are dying. The soil is unusable. So they're, they're, and he even mentions like a previous generation voted to have all the corporatism and pollution come into their town. And yeah, now it sounds like they sold out to like Monsanto or something. They gave them. Yeah. Yeah. They sold out to Monsanto and they got fucked over. And one of the townspeople says they were sold a hill of beans. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> but then like they make the they make the correct progressive choice of saying our our land is unusable. So we'll take the government subsidy. So we're no longer mm-hmm. growing fungus infected corn, which could mm-hmm. also poison the rest of like the crop in the area, like yeah. other people's crops. <laughs> yeah. You got to cut your losses at this point. And, and basically they're like it, you know, we got to rebuild. This is going to take a long time, whatever. Like, let's just take the, the subsidies. Let's just get the government money and go do our thing. And the thing, the people who are arguing against them are one, the children and two wish.com Fred Gwynn, <laughs> um, who's from, if, if if everyone's kind of from the 50s, he's from like the 1850s. Yeah. Like he's talking in this like weird, maybe even Victorian type of speak. He is clearly taking a lot of Fred Gwynn liberties yeah. here. Yeah, he's definitely doing a Fred Gwynn, but also he did. He literally came from there. There will be blood. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is a. Uh, it's his mannerisms he's from a completely different movie Mm -hmm. um but he's basically saying you know we shouldn't do this but the weird thing is and this is how tonally just awful this movie is it makes it feel like the kids it's not like they're trying to preserve how do i put this it's not like they're trying to preserve their way of life or even an environmental thing it's like they actually just really care about the corn. Yeah. Like the physical corn. And I'm not talking about the people who are worshiping a corn god because there is that happening, a corn monster. Like Bo, she just really fucking loves corn. She's like she's the most wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know what would have been made this really hilarious is if like the kids the next day were just wearing t-shirts that says corn is the future. I think I would have really liked <laughs> yeah. that. Corn is the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, we were trying to come up with catchphrases. My brother and I were watching this and I kept writing ones down and I never kind of got to it, but I was trying to think of an alternate title besides, um, uh, cream, uh, corn rolls, everything around me yeah. and cream, creamed corn. I was trying to come up Jesus. with them. And then I was also something about fun guys. Cause I thought the fungus was going to be a bigger part of it. Right. So it was like fun guys, horny for corny. I don't, <laughs> I was just writing a bunch of <laughs> just writing down. shit. <laughs> just literally. Cause I was so bored at times. Um, corn, yeah, this it, corn makes me a fun guy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That would be that would be better. But I was trying to because they were we just couldn't stop talking about how horny we were for corn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell us about this. This fucking scene in the town hall is bonkers. It's so shit. fucking bonkers. So like yeah, like you were saying. I, I just wanted to jump back to Meg for real quick though, and oh, yeah. like because she said the future is now. The future is corn. And I just like I just imagine somebody holding two ears of corn, yelling, "The future is now, old man." <laughs> Just holding literal <laughs> ears of corn. Yeah. But like they should have used like corn pieces as like pocket sand type of stuff. Like, like thrown in <laughs> yeah. their eyes. 
Like man. there wasn't enough well, corn-based weaponry mm-hmm. and corn-based violence. Mm. <laughs> well, and then also <laughs> corn kata. Corn kata. That's the t- that's the genre that this flips into. Corn kata. <laughs> double wielding corn, just running out. Ah, double we- dual wielding corn. Um, but early on in the first scene with Bo and Cecil, doesn't because they're talking about how the corn's all fucked up and fungus infected. Right. Am I wrong, or does Cecil eat some corn? Yeah, like Cecil, like tries. Cecil puts some corn in his mouth and is like breathing in the dust and stuff to fuck with her. But he looks like but a then guy that would do that. He's eating what looks like sweet corn, but it's clearly flint corn. You know what I mean? So, like, what I'm saying is, I maybe maybe this is lost on um, non-country folks <laughs> like myself. But those are two tire, entirely different crops, and I find it funny that they wrote a movie about corn and don't know what corn is because he talks about maize and like we talk about like maize is like the grain right it's the cereal grain which is very different than sweet corn you get corn on the cob or you get a can of corn yeah and these but i i really like the idea that this that this fucking whiner guy literally didn't know the difference (laughs) well i don't think he knows anything about anything he's written because like again he's turned the parents who are taking the subsidies for not producing poison crop you know like making them the bad guys right he's trying to make he's like i'm he's like hello florida timeshare like one of them (laughs) like he's trying to make them the bad guys but also at the same time he's trying to make the kids the bad guys because it's sometimes this film feels kind of like boomerish which happens mm-hmm. in the same scene mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. we're getting to why the scene rules so much and why, you know, this movie is like a, a classic bad movie is yeah. that Eden speaks up and she says, we don't get a vote in this. We want our vote. We want our voices heard. And you're like, oh, yeah, way to go. Greta Thunberg. Get them. You know, <laughs> that also then, felt like a boomer thing to say. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah. That's the emotion yeah. you're supposed to have elicited is like, yeah, the, yeah, look at this Greta Thunberg speaking up in the middle. Of, and then the town literally starts laughing at her. Like but in the most hearty, <laughs> hearty belly laughs, deep belly laughs, pointing. You're a child. <laughs> nice. Good job being a child, child. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a child speaking up in the middle of town. Where's your corn but cob this, the bottle? Thing is, That's what they should have said. It had been, it had been happening for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And they just all of a sudden started finding it hilarious. Yeah. It is so it is so baffling and like it is one of the more bizarre scenes I've seen in a long time. It is it's literally laughter on the same level as the end of Carrie. Mm. Like when she's yeah. imagining yeah. that everybody is laughing at her and like yep. having a breakdown. It's that same kind of laughter. It's just it is mm. ridiculous. It it's like we were I mean my brother and I were pissing our pants <laughs> laughing at this scene. It is because the one guy, I, I, I don't even know if he has a name. He's just like the, the he's just like a redneck dumbass. Hillbilly one. And, <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. And he is just like, it, he feels like he's, it, it almost is like, I think I just said this, it felt like a Tim and Eric sketch or something. You know what I mean? Like it was so off kilter. Um, oh man. It Honestly, I'm not even joking. This scene makes the whole movie worth watching. It is mm-hmm. hilariously bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's if, it, it sold it for me. 
Yeah, it, you know what it felt like, and maybe maybe um, Steve, you might have had this uh, uh, experience. Meg, prob- probably not, because you weren't um, subjected to all types of crazy religious nonsense as a child. But <laughs> we used to have to watch religious movies a lot. Mm. Um, like there were certain parents. Like certain friends of mine whose parents, when we went to their house, they only allowed us to watch religious movies. Ooh. And it's not that they only let their kids watch religious movies. It's just when it was a a, a, a group function, they felt they had to like show off to the other religious parents by right. saying like, yeah. we're going to watch a religious movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'd have to watch like Left Behind or some Kirk Cameron mm. shit. Um, and so I have, have watched or, or like you'd be at youth group or vacation Bible school or something, and it would be like rainy, so you wouldn't be able to play kickball, which is the only reason you were there. Yeah. So they put you in a room and wheel in a TV and put on some like dog shit, you know, super low budget Christian uh, movie. And this scene just reminded me of, because these movies always had extremely low budgets and very, very few set pieces and and even um locations and one of the locations was always in a church because that's Mm -hmm. one of the places they had to shoot yeah so this just felt like that to me so much yeah it just really unlocked a weird core memory for me watching the scene yeah i i didn't really grow up on those movies but like i've i've hate watched them as I've gotten mm-hmm. older, just as like, just mm-hmm. kind of like a funny thing is like, what are oh, some of them are great. Like Bible man. I yeah. fucking love Bible yeah. man. It's brilliant. I, it's dog shit, but I love it so much. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, I definitely got a sense that like, for some reason, and again, just because of some of the boomer attitudes, mm-hmm. like it, it felt like, <laughs> Oh, Gina Carano is going to pop up in this any moment. Kevin Sorbo is going to save the day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any second, <laughs> any now. second. Kirk Cameron is off, off like jacking off off on yeah. the side, side of the stage. He's going to put an end to all these uprising kids. <laughs> yeah. But but that's the other thing is like, so they, they kind of nerf the religious aspect because that was the mm-hmm. big aspect of the original series of, yes. of it being a religious thing, a religious cult that mm-hmm. is in control of the, the town but they nerf that because it's not it doesn't feel like that it only feels like eden for the most part is the only one who really wa- worships he who walks behind the rose and yeah that doesn't come into play until much later in the film well and there's no real reason why they should be following her right like in the original 84 movie it's I, Isaac, I think is his name. I always get Isaac mm-hmm. and Malachi mixed up. Yeah, Isaac, no, Isaac, Isaac is the preacher and Malachi is the, yeah. the redheaded bully. It is a hundred percent like a cult of personality type of thing. Mm-hmm. He is the one he's the he's the sociopath kid who's smarter than all the other kids, but he's a full on sociopath and he's just there to manipulate. And he's also like has all these, you know, r- religious grandeur happening and all this stuff. So it feels like. Um, like I said, like the preacher from uh, from There Will Be Blood or something like that, where he's just in it for power and and manipulation. And of course, there is some like some weird stuff where he thinks there's a supernatural corn god and all this stuff in this movie. So he's delivering these big, you know, not big, but <laughs> for a group of children, it would feel like a big, grandiose sermon. Whereas. Eden really doesn't do that. 
No, she doesn't. So there's mm-hmm. really no reason why. And also, uh, Isaac controls Malachi, which is really the one everyone's scared of, the kid everyone's scared of in the first movie, because he is the ultimate, most dedicated zealot. Right. In this movie, again, there you just never really see, aside from her having some conversations and, and throwing out a few like things about how they don't give a shit about us and it's us versus them and all this stuff. There's never really you, none of this is ever earned at all. No, no, because I mean, the the scene where Cease gets turned, he just happens upon like a bunch of the girls having some little like powwow in the corn. Mm-hmm. But like nothing is really said. They're just singing a creepy song. And then uh, and they're like, come into the corn. bro. Yeah, and then he, and then cut yeah. and then cut scene mm-hmm. like yeah. so. So I think it was meant you want maybe I don't know. Does it feel like something was cut out? Because there's gotta there be is, a, a shitload on the cutting room floor. This film is yeah, so poorly never, edited too. <laughs> what does that mean? Does it even make sense? Like there was anything there? Like I feel like, or I mean, this movie probably could have been a lot longer. But they're like, this sucks, so we need to cut this down. <laughs> I wanted right. it like twenty minutes shorter, but I feel like with what you're saying, side, sidebar. I did have a funny joke because when you said mm. that Cecil got turned, um, I, my <laughs> mind went to he got turned in that moment, yeah. and I. Now I'm creating a scene where he's getting turned up. Yeah. They go out, the kids between. go out in the corn. They get turned. They get turned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, even talking about that, like it, all of those th- things feel empty because they don't do enough. And, but it also like, it almost feels like there's just a lot of filler around everything mm-hmm. that doesn't end up meeting any sort of points. So now we're yeah. left with things that are completely empty. It's so as badly directed and and written as it is, it's also every bit as poorly edited. Yeah. Well, okay. So, like speaking of filler, like all the scenes between Bo and her dad are basically pointless. Like it, the argument over like their moms out there cheating on every cheating on them. Like, uh, okay, I missed this. Maybe you guys understood it more. They're walking by, and it's back when when Bo's trying to say that that you know Cecil that that uh, oh everything's okay mm-hmm. and Cecil's like no everything isn't okay and you see uh, some their mom is a mysterious character in this whole thing right because she's flirting with some guy in his truck and she gets into the truck with him and she's acting very like erratic and laughing and like very outwardly flirting with this guy like there's no subtlety to it yeah she might as well be standing there going I'm flirting. I'm flirting. Like it's, I mean, it's that obvious. They, right? they literally frame it like she's a Nebraska streetwalker because she's yeah. she's leaned into his lot truck lizard. window. Lot lizard. Yeah, she's we leaning. A, yeah, lot lizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just had a conversation about well, one time, very drunk, um, me and some folks um, on uh, our friend Jack's uh, uh, refrigerator dry race board wrote down the top ten leading causes of death amongst lot lizards. <laughs> 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 and it was there I for years. I feel now more invested in that list than this That's, movie. It was more interesting. Than, That's yeah. super interesting. I, I Don't to- bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> also, if, that was just a real tangent there. Yeah. Um, also, if but, misadventure isn't on there, just because that's a great cause of death in everybody's life, misadventure. Well, I, if I recall, and we are getting off onto this topic, and it is your fault. Um, it is. Um, Please do not make this a three-hour episode number, on a terrible. Number, number one was freezing to death. Oh shit! Okay, that seems really pragmatic. Two, yeah. And number two is bad chili. Oh, so that would make sense. Um, anyway, uh, 
so whenever she's like mom's cheating and mom's no mom mom's a nebraska whore and all this stuff and then Bo basically is like oh that's between mom and dad and then cecil makes a comment suggesting that like no the whole town has went crazy and is treating each other badly yeah and then so then i'm like oh it's the fungus on the corn right right it's gonna be like an air got poisoning situation yeah, which they they literally say in the dialogue but then nothing ever happens with that no because it, it doesn't make any sense but i mean like you get yeah. like i'm not trying to compliment the film but you mm-hmm. get little part parts of that in like you see people arguing in the street uh you have you have a scene where like i think it's cease walking down a street by himself and you just hear like people arguing and dogs fighting in the background you know so like you get this sense that like yeah the town is going crazy because of the fungus of the corn but then they cut all that underneath itself by revealing it's an actual corn monster (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I think it's just that all got left on the on the cutting room floor, yeah. potentially. Um, but then we thought that the mom was dead. Uh, I mean, she ultimately does get killed. But, but like, they kept also saying that some, nothing dies in the cornfield, right? Or something, a version of that. Nothing. Yeah, nothing dies in the corn. Yeah. So that's so like. So every time, like, now do we have corn zombies? Is that what we're dealing with? But they're not. We kind of have corn zombies. uh, It's, yeah, sorry. You get get corn zombies in the end. In the end. You do kind Mm -hmm. of. Corn, corn, corn. This is, this is corn. This is, wait, what's the movie called? Uh, Not This Is Us. What's the, what's the freaking one with the fungus? Last of Us. That's on Last of Us. Last of Us, but it's corn. But it's corn. Uh, Yeah, sorry. I almost said This Is Us, but (laughs) that's a different show. Yeah, it's a totally different show. This Is Corn. Anyway, guys, um, the mom, I think, was probably in the script, some sort of like degenerate or something, because then fast forward a little bit, but they're basically deciding that they're going to do some sort of like mock trial. Mm -hmm. Yeah to 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 basically put the put the adults on trial for the things they're doing to the town and then also Bo has gotten in touch with some big city reporter who's going to come out and do a story as on it during the mock trial and this is really going to be the message that really turns around I don't know which government subsidies I I don't know which is like that that's why Bo is wrong the entire time because what she should really be doing is like both supporting the town giving up subsidies but exposing the corporate entity that poisoned their ground not trying yeah. to expose their parents for getting taken advantage of you fucking idiots we got you <laughs> I guess I guess we got to make a fan film and I guess we got to make a fan film and make this movie better guys cuz that's all we're doing here <laughs> I just like uh, the whole time my brother and I were talking, I was like, is this going to be like a big thing? And we learned that it's a big giant, like um, ultimately like this, like 90s Nickelodeon style. Fuck you to parents. <laughs> <and> like <laughs> Tricks, tricks, tricks are for kids. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like corns for kids. And you like you guys don't know how to deal with corn. Like only kids understand. Can corn. we insert that corn um, song from TikTok right now? Yeah, sure. the corn. Yeah. That, that was my that was my joke at the beginning. The big lumpy knobs. It has juice. Yeah, 
you know what you know what brian i think what you're bringing to light is all of these kids are fucking sugary cereal addicts like mm. they're all addicted to high fructose corn syrup and they just can't imagine yeah. it going away like they it's like the stuff but yeah. it's but it's corn yeah they can't imagine it going yeah. away i love that also the the one time we see them watching tv it's when they're at home and they're watching a movie about corn and it made me want to believe that <laughs> the local tv station only plays corn related programming right and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're watching the ag channel <laughs> <laughs> all corn all the time this isn't california we don't play any of that avocado pussy shit this is all corn all the time <laughs> this is corn this is bread basket of fucking united states of america and you voted for george mcgovern fuck you you're listening to wkrn <laughs> wkrn that's a shirt um uh but so okay Conf- I, uh, this is my biggest point of confusion in the whole movie. And like, we're not going to obviously completely dissect the plot of this movie because it's dog shit. Um, but <sighs> Bo, when the kids come to, to basically snatch up all the parents, right. And they go to do the whole, we're going to put them on the mock trial. And this was all Bo's idea. Mm-hmm. And Bo talked Eden and her friends who had slaughtered a pig and were feeding the blood to the to the corn's roots or whatever. Right. It doesn't make sense. No. Um, but whenever she, they're doing it, they come, you know, the kids are running around the town. Bo, on a couple of occasions, one very early on, but it's more subtle. And but very clearly at this part, she's looking out the window. Bo is seeing corn demons. Yeah. Right. Um, she literally sees a teenage girl's face transform into a snarling corn demon through her window she does not seem concerned does she think it's the fungus that's doing this to her i think that's what she assumes is happening because it happens in the first again it happens in the first scene with cease and her walking through the corn she sees like the roots kind of move on its own and then she sees yeah and that's subtle at least and then she sees something later on when she's walking by herself she sees something walking behind the corn rows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now she sees a demon face mm. on, mm-hmm. a, on a girl. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I assume she thinks she's, like, some sort of fungus infection. She thinks she's losing her mind yeah, or something. But she doesn't um, seek medical yeah. help. <laughs> Another really great line that doesn't make any sense, and it's not central to the plot, but I, I it happens around this time, is, like, when Cecil, who has who has completely switched, you know, so they they kill a couple of parents, you know, they hang the one guy that, that was laughing at him. You know, they do the scene where she basically, uh, you know, ties him up and, you know, strings him up old West style where he's tied to the horse and all this stuff. Um, then they go to the police station and they put all the parents again, how they're doing this. Don't know. But they get them all the way they get. Bo and Cecil's dad is to go into his room at night after he'd been drinking whiskey, which he doesn't ever fills finishes the glass. He just splashes a little bit, drinks it, splashes a little bit, drinks it. <laughs> he goes into the they go into his bedroom and go, Dad, wake up. We're doing a mock trial. You gotta come with us. And he goes, Oh, all right. Yeah, it was like, it was- <laughs> and goes with them. Right. And he's like, just don't wake up your mom. She's right there. How is she not hearing any of this? That's why I'm like, is she dead? Is she drunk? Like, what's happening? Her, she's a miss. She's the biggest mystery of the movie. And he just 
And not only does he go like, all right, I'm going to go like talk to these kids and talk some sense to them. No, he lets them tie him up and put him in the back of the car. Yeah. You just use your two <laughs> fists so together fun. and you swing, buddy. You would have knocked them both out in one. He let them do Dude. it. He let them Again, do it. Yeah. Like I just that's <laughs> what was like when I made that point earlier. I'm like, this is that's a great example of one of those times you're just like, how? Who? What? Where? Like at, do you just not believe that anything's I, gonna happen? But then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, whoa, you they're actually like hurting people. Yeah. This too well, th- this was a great line that that just like the ineptitude of everyone involved. Cecil says something along the lines of she was like, why are you doing this? And he's like, you know, because it's going to change everything or whatever. And Cecil goes, never. It's never a mistake to try and change the world, Bo. <laughs> and I said, and I just wrote, maybe Nazis? Question mark. Maybe Nazis. <laughs> awesome. Like there's tons of examples why trying to make change is not good. You know, like sometimes it's, you know, a lot of times it's great. Sometimes not great. not every like not every change, change is awesome <laughs> no um but yeah the dad just goes along to the mock trial just like this is normal like this happens sometimes in our town we do mock trials right um <laughs> i i am he's like just the most agreeable drunk mm-hmm. ever i i am not sure i am starting to no. try to figure out but like i think the the person playing their mom like may have sued to get herself removed from the film. Oh my God. That would be so amazing. Because like, if you think about the way she is like interacts, like I don't know that she has any lines if I'm thinking about it. No, she has zero lines. I know she has zero lines because we, we had a long conversation about the mom and why, because, um, my brother said, no, I think she died. And then we're like, and then she was in the pit, right? Mm-hmm. When they when they put the bulldozer in, and then she dies there, right? So, but we were like, "Wait, did her mom come back to like?" Because they treated her like the mom died, yeah, yeah, or 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 left, or so. Then we were like, "Oh, I was like, no, the mom didn't die. I think she's just out drinking and whoring." <laughs> well, yeah, she, she does. Like, yeah, she was she was in bed with yeah. the she was. So we see her once. Horn mm-hmm. on the streets. Then yeah. she's in bed with her husband when mm-hmm. he gets yeah. taken to the mock trial. And then the next time right. we see her is in the pit. And then that's it. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if like there were more but scenes no. with her and they just she like sued. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. Take Wait, me no, out. But her mom, <laughs> yeah. like her mom, this it was like after the pit. Because it was like a surprise when it's, you know, I'm, it was like when they were in almost that barn, which may have been when they were doing the trial. Wasn't the mom... No, no, no. That was no. That was the news reporter. reporter. Mm, They looked a lot alike. So that I literally yeah, they do. They do. I I thought they were the same. Well, you barely saw the mom's face at all. Yeah, it was just two blonde ladies, and because you only saw the mom a little bit, that's why you would think that's also the mom. I I I get you because I think I had that same confusion for a moment. I was like, wait, no, she she was dead in the pit because the whole time I'm asking, wait. They're, they're always going on about how the mom's a whore. And I'm like, well, where's the mom? <laughs> they keep calling her. Yeah. A whore. Like, they keep slagging her off behind her back. <laughs> yeah, she might be fine. I think you guys are the stupid yeah. ones. She just likes to party. You guys are lame. <laughs> um, but they also, uh, one of my favorite things is for the mock trial, they show up, Bo and Cecil, and they're like, they put eden in charge of going and picking up the reporter from out of town yeah why <laughs> they're like where's the reporter and they were like you were supposed to get her I'm like 
wait, weren't you the person who set this all up? Why'd you send the 10 year old to go pick up the reporter? Yeah. Um, but then they're like, oh, she didn't show. Well, of course, they they kept her hostage and, you know, ultimately they, they you know, sacrifice her to the to the corn to the corn monster. But it's just oh, man, it's just this movie or this script is just getting he- held together by like fucking Elmer's glue and like thumbtacks. It's just corn syrup. Barely hang. <laughs> yeah. Corn syrup. Corn syrup. Corn syrup would be more effective, probably. I, I wrote down uh, the girl who plays Eden feels like she should be the sassy niece in a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. She's not scary even a little bit like the the, the kid tough. in the originals. Like they were actually kind of creepy kids mm-hmm. and they made them feel like they were. Yeah. Sociopath adults in children's bodies. Yeah. This girl just seemed like a normal little kid. We lost like the one character that probably would have been like one of those original characters. The one that w- went on the rampage when we first started he's the only one who seemed a little tiny bit mm-hmm. creepy yeah but yeah i, I yeah. mean I, I believe the actor who played isaac uh he he was a like he was an adult yeah uh, i think you're right the original children of the corn because he he was one of those people who had like a, a liver disease kind of similar to um oh what was his name played webster emmanuel lewis yeah Ga- Ga- or gary oldman oh, gary yeah. oldman yeah Ga- you're right no, not Gary Oldman. No, no. Gary Oldman from the fifth oh, yeah. element. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> oh, fuck. What's his name? Oh, my God. Yes. Um, ah, damn it. I can't remember his damn name it. either. I, right I'm going to look it up. But yeah, so like, yeah, he was creepier and he was a better actor. Gary Coleman. Mm-hmm. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. Gary, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's Dracula. That's close. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like he was creepier and a better actor because like he was an adult when he played that role. He just happened yes. to look like a kid. But like, yeah, yeah, the the Eden, like she can't carry this as a scary actress because she is an actual like nine or ten year old girl. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, like no matter how good of a child actor you are, you're not good enough to carry a film, you know, and it's not Probably that's not, not your fault. <laughs> no, it's not. She she got cast. She got set up for failure yeah. with, with this casting. But I one scene I really did like was which is there's actually not a lot of like violence in this movie, but then there is a few like seeming like they're trying to go for shocking violence, mm-hmm. like quality over quantity. But the but there's one kind of cool scene which we'll talk about in a minute. Here's one scene where they um you know start fucking up people in the in the the uh the the police station and one of the children which is just like a scrawny teenager hits hits one of the Calder? people in the face with a mm-hmm. baseball bat Calder. the Calder. the kid Calder. the kid with the oldsmobile mm-hmm. oh yeah sideburns uh old sideburns over there smacks him with a baseball bat in the face and it looks like a shark attack. Like it's not. That's yeah. not what happens when somebody gets hit in the face with a baseball. It bat. was shocking. I will give him that. Like even if like Mark that. McGuire hit you in the face with a baseball bat, <laughs> it wouldn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you're like it, you're right, Meg. It was supposed to be a shocking moment because like you're the whole time you're thinking like, oh, this is going to be Bo's savior or whatever. He's going to be the tough kid. And then he gets wrapped by one of these fucking delinquent kids, one but of the dirty of kids in the neighborhood. But out of anything that felt smooth and like they just that scene because it was like the one came from behind, the one came up. It had mm-hmm. no continuity to like ha- like a smoothness of the whole film. But that scene itself, if you isolate it, you're like, 
It's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Even though that's not what happens to your face, right. it still looked Correct. okay. The other thing in this film that made me laugh really hard, though, is like they wind up, uh, they 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 decide to poison all the parents that they have locked up in the holding sale, like a bunch of mm-hmm. like a bunch of town drunks. Did you say and sale? Bring, I did say sale. <laughs> <laughs> Over in the town, they were in the, the old dang old holding sale. Holding sale. <laughs> it creeped in. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, they bring in they bring in the the hose. Steve did this whole thing when he was a I kid. Did. <laughs> Like him and his friends like did this to all the adults in in their town. Yeah, you don't know it. <laughs> Burgess Town used to be a real different thing. <laughs> but they bring in the hose and they bring it like they just start dragging a hose into the police station and one of the farmers just screams, "It's Halothane!" <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the thing they did at the beginning yeah, yeah we get it it's the same hose yeah. you don't have to say the chemical mm-hmm. name again. but it's just so funny because he recognizes it from the hose but like we would just recognize it and he just screams yeah. it he's like it's Halifax <laughs> we saw the opening scene we're watching the movie um, this this whole movie is like it's so funny for them to spoon feed you something like that that they clearly don't need to right. but Everything else that feels so easy to follow or should be easy to follow is confusing. And it's just a testament to how poorly edited it is. Like, why is why is Bo and Cecil's mom not in the cell, but she's in the pit and the dad is not. He is in the cell, mm-hmm. but not in the pit. Right. And it, I think it's and then, and then like some of the yeah, some of the people who are in the cell wind up in the pit. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense because mm-hmm. I don't. I, uh, I Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I'll, There's nothing my brain else to short. say about my it. My brain will short if bad. I try. To. It's it's just badly yeah. done. Um, I do like uh, one of my favorite things is they do cut out uh, Wish.com Fred Gwynn's eyes mm-hmm. for some reason. Just again, they're just trying to do like brutal yeah. things, which is also poorly edited because they get him on the ground. And there's a shot yeah. of her hovering, Eden hovering the knife over his eye. One yeah. of his eyes is already apparently cut out. Mm hmm. But then it's not supposed to be cut out. They just fucked up on the editing. <laughs> it has no weight to it. Like the whole thing, like it just never seems like she really even ever comes in contact with Mm-mm. him. Mm. And you're and, and yeah. she's like playing operation the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like And then the, this is also confusing because so you're supposed to hate this you're supposed to hate the pastor because he's the one that was protesting against the corn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're also supposed to feel sympathy because apparently he's done some uh, uh, handsy diddling, you know, you know, pastory things with Eden. That was suggested. Mm-hmm. That seems to be suggested. It was never outright said. But what is but not just heavily suggested, suggested throughout this film? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's on point this for is, the whole thing. It's just a suggestion <laughs> of a movie. But there is a point where, um, oh, uh, this one, I, I blurt laughed out loud because oh, we man. had the, the um, captions on. And when they were, um, after they cut out Fred Gwynn's eyes and they're all just raging you know they're all like in their their bloodlust or whatever there was the the caption popped up children roaring <laughs> and they were all just like <laughs> like <laughs> we both oh laughed God. out loud at that one it's so good yeah. um yeah so fast, 
Go ahead, Steve. What, which part? Which part did I, you want to talk about? I feel like the only thing that was really interesting you left was like the terrible like CGI with the monster tearing apart someone. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, we're about there. Like they, like we said, they bury everybody in the pit except for a couple of the townsfolk. And then the other, the townsfolk that they don't bury in the pit, they're going to send out into the corn to get eaten. Mm -hmm. But like the reason why the people were buried in the pit were to get eaten by the corn as well. Wasn't that the whole idea? Yeah. Yeah, But I guess feeding the corn versus feeding the corn monster are two different things. Okay. I I just had a really fucking hilarious thought with the way you guys just said that. It's like... (laughs) butt chugging the corn <laughs> <laughs> so the corn monster he'll just eat it people yeah. or, or if you bury him it's like butt yeah. chugging it mm-hmm. like gets him gets him the nutrients fast yeah 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 he's got he had yeah. the butt chuck the town in order to get the strength to yeah. you know mm-hmm. come after that yeah. yeah which this is this is hilarious mm-hmm. because eden says she's she wants to send you know these the the remaining parents into the corn to be eaten and bo just goes along with it she sends her dad off to die after making mm-hmm. this big declaration that she's going to save her dad after seeing mm-hmm. her fucking mom buried alive. She does nothing in this movie. Again, she's just so ineffective. She kills her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. It's really, really. But she's so ineffective at doing any of the things she sets out to do. But she's remarkably good at finding rings. <laughs> Like she finds two different rings in a Mm cornfield. Yeah. Like that's impossible. Mm -hmm. One of them, I'm pretty sure she trips over. She finds she she is a trinket finder. She is great. Yeah. She is a a human human metal metal detector. detector. Oh, jinx. Jinx. Um, yeah, she literally is. Um so also, why would a corn demon? I could see why a corn demon wouldn't want it to be burned. Sure. Right? Why would a corn demon care about being stabbed? Oh god, I had that in my notes too. <laughs> Which it doesn't seem like it would no, hurt yeah. him because he doesn't even seem to be like. So he's humanoid shaped, but he's not even fully formed. He's, no, he's hollow. not like corporeal. Yeah. He's yes, he's like a. It's almost like it's a demon or something that's using the corn to give the appearance of a person right yeah like it's not like he has organs he's just like corn stalks yeah he's mm-hmm. just corn stalks and vines and which vines doesn't make a whole lot of sense but he is vines yeah it reminds me of like and, a bad yeah, science experiment is what he reminds me of well he, he yes he 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 looks like something from goosebumps like from a goosebumps you know cover yeah the, the cgi but, is dog shit it's bad well here's the other thing is okay so he doesn't he doesn't like getting stabbed it hurts him he screams <laughs> but <laughs> but ouch but ouch ow. but but also he's running through like when he comes out and and snags up the reporter when they have her hanging there, he knocks down a bunch of corn stalks. Yeah. Like breaks them down when he comes out. So him moving through the corn, it's not like he moves seamlessly through the corn. He is crushing a bunch of corn stalks, which are also him, mm-hmm. right? Because he's some sort of why does that not hurt him? I don't know. But 
it's it's like he's stomping on his own balls every five <laughs> seconds. But then, but then, like when you and it doesn't bother him. But when you stab him, he's like, "Ow, I'm corn." Ow, Ow not in the corn. It just doesn't make. It. How <laughs> would a corn like a corn stalk say, "Ow, Ow not the corn"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just he just shrieks. I guess I, that's what he was doing. Mm. It doesn't make any. F- it's so bad. Yeah. Um, I, I will say yeah. when he rips the reporter in half, mm. it's not that it's a good moment, but it's just like it's a funny thing to like <laughs> keep carrying this. I like, needed it's it. So ridiculous. I, honestly, my thought was I needed it. <laughs> I did too. It. Yeah. I did it too. I, I felt a little bit in this. I think the same way as you guys did a little bit of relief. It's like, OK, at least I know I'm still watching a war movie a right. little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, they do like once once everything starts to really go down and they just acknowledge that there's a corn demon in the corn, like this mm-hmm. movie goes pretty off the walls and it's like better for it's better, worse for it. Like it could have been, totally. it could have been more boring and that yes. boring would have been bad. The last 15 minutes were dog shit, but they kept my attention. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I agree. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. Here's another great one, which I really enjoyed. Um, uh, Eden has every opportunity 100 times to kill Bo and Bo's really the only one that's giving her any trouble right like despite Bo's best efforts to do nothing she is consistently the only one who's giving Eden any trouble at all and she has a million example opportunities to kill her but refuses to because like she's she's essentially like a, a really bad um, like Bond villain. Yeah. She just like sets the, the, the like the spinning laser timer and then just walks away. You know what yeah. I mean? She likes the like chase she dunks a her bit. in. Maybe, <laughs> I guess I, I, I was waiting for there to be something special about her. Um, and I guess you could say in the end, maybe that is what happened. I don't know, but she, she, she keeps letting Bo off so much so that she covers her in, in like, I, I guess gasoline or kerosene or mm-hmm. something. Um, and then it's going to light her on fire, I guess. But then she, Bo just like throws a little bit at the kids and runs away. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's a very similar, very silly scene. This would this would have been a perfect opportunity to just completely go all in on bullshit. Mm-hmm. But like when she's about to light her on fire, you just said Bond villain. If, yeah. if Bo said, what do you expect me to do? Beg. And yeah. if she said, no, I expect you to pop. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because corn. Because corn. Because corn and oil. Yeah. I expect you to pop. Um, but the, uh, the the even dumber one is because it could have just been a gun. But Bo has a, um, a, a cattle bolt, which for those of you who don't know what a cattle bolt is, it's an typically it's it, if you see No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Um, has one. Anton Shiger has one. And he, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, goes up and he, and, and basically what it does is it uses pressurized air to shoot out a, 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 a steel rod that when held with such force that when you hold it up to a cow's head, it shoots it into the brain of the cow, pulls it back and kills it immediately. And it's, you know, a quote unquote humane way to, to kill livestock. She's got one of those, but she's treating it like it's a real gun. Yeah. (laughs) Like so much so that she's holding 
This little girl is holding Bo like at gunpoint. It's like, like it's in her gun? lap. Like, yeah. like she's holding it like a spy would in a yeah. in a film because she's holding it in her lap so nobody else sees her shoot the person in the tummy. <laughs> But yeah. that's not how it's going to work. That's not how it is. And if if a child was threatening me with with one of those, I would hold I would hold their wrist slowly <laughs> and then smack them about the head and neck <laughs> several times and say, "Give me that, give me that." But no, she treats it like it's a an actual firearm, right? And it's so weird. It's so um, weird. Just and then even at some point she's like, "Get on your knees," like she's going to execute her. You could just be like, no, I'm just going to stay two feet away from me from you. <laughs> yeah, I might kick you. And with your little stubby child arms, you'll never be able to get to me. <laughs> she could literally. You might as well be holding a you might as well be holding an ear of corn like that's yeah. as, as dangerous as that is. She right could now. literally put her hand on her head mm-hmm. and hold yeah. her back as she yeah. swings her little arms to try and get <laughs> yeah. at her. It's so weird. It's so poorly thought out. It, here's um, here's another baffling and just dumb thing and it just proves to you like how that like kurt is old and doesn't know how to think young <laughs> yeah is that they're in so they're having this scene in the uh, oldsmobile in Chekhov's oldsmobile and they're uh Bo asks for a final smoke which mm. who would do that At no point in this movie has she smoked nope. or has it even been suggested that she smokes right and yeah. they use the old, the old cigarette lighter in the oldsmobile how many people younger than us would recognize that right. i recognized yeah. it but like there there's no way eden would know even know that that's a cigarette lighter mm-hmm. yeah. which would which would have been a great ploy Mm-hmm. to like take advantage and like burn her to get the gun out of her hand. Yeah. Is like like Bo would know just ha- would just happen to know that that's a cigarette lighter but Eden wouldn't. Yeah, why couldn't it just be a lighter? Right. Yeah. Or matches. Right. I really <laughs> wanted in this scene for Bo just to light herself on fire. That's where I ended with this movie. Uh, I really <laughs> was hoping she was going to yeah, self-immolate herself or whatever. <laughs> Instead, when when she does this whole thing where she lights the gas trail, which apparently she did on purpose, which is a long shot, but she knew it was going to happen with 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, it, first of all, they really, really showcased that awful CGI explosion. Yeah. Like they lingered on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's shot was horrible um but after she blows everything up and sets the corn on fire and the corn monster is um wailing maybe pissed off yeah he's I mad he's also on fire he he's comes out of the ouchy. corn he's yeah yeah he's burning he's like eden what the fuck i'm on fire yeah. now and I then wrote, he, no one no one disappoints corn monster <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta go in the corn now because i'm upset now you, yeah you you gotta come with me in the corn but Whenever Bo says, Eden, it's done. I just wrote, what's done? (laughs) I still don't understand what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Corn's gone, so they lost. I don't know. Like, that's all I took from that. But what were they even? Yeah, you're right. But like, what were they even trying to do in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Eden gives a speech of like, we're going to take. She's like, we're going to take this to the other towns and they're going to pay. But then, like, okay, so then they. But did the other did the parents in the other town do something bad? 
No, not that anybody knows of, and nobody knows that the kids are going to join in with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just <laughs> the whole thing, their battle cry just turned into tricks are for kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so it, bubble tape. Seven feet of bubble gum <laughs> for you, not them. It's, like, it was just about how kids roll, parents roll. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, you're going to come upon a town that has, like, two or three people in their 20s who are losers, and they're not going to join up with you. They're just going to want to bully gonna kids. they're going to beat the shit out of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to roll you for all your money <laughs> and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're not also- on the parent side, but they are going to kick your ass, too. <laughs> well, th- this is the other thing is, like, this where I, I think there was probably some sort of supernatural element, or maybe they tried to make it biological with the fungus. But the second the corn gets set on fire... All the kids act like they're like they were literally five minutes ago going to chop up Bo with axes. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the explosion happens, it's like they snapped out of the spell. Yeah. And they were they were li- they were just like standing there beside her like, cool. And two seconds ago, you were just going to chop her up. Right. And, and like they're pretty chill about it. And there's even an oh, a terrible, a terrible cut to mm. her brother. And her brother just gives her like that silent nod of mm, you did good. <laughs> yeah. This was all a test. We're square yeah. now. We're <laughs> <laughs> square now. Oh, so dumb. And then and then so, you know, fast forward to presumably the next morning. I don't know. Every single stalk of corn is burned. <laughs> so what they did was they took they went to a field of, of corn that had been harvested and then just shot it and just made it look black like it had burned. But that I mean, that's not even close to what it would look like. So it's super unbelievable. She finds Eden's little like ring with like a sunflower on it or some shit. And this is when I'm like, she has just absolutely remarkable talent for, for finding rings. <laughs> and then the ending, uh, Steve, I almost want you to just describe this. And then I just want to close my eyes and relive it <laughs> because it was horrible and awesome at the same time. Like it, I'm so glad it ended like this. It, it is probably, but it's dog shit. It's dog shit, but it's also the best kind of dog shit. Yeah. Because after all of this, you get, she finds Eden's ring and then, she turns around to see the cowboy boots stepping in the mud. <laughs> yeah. And they, and I actually kind of like this effect uh, mm-hmm. uh, up until I don't like it. But they yeah. pan up and it's her legs are Eden's legs are all burnt and like they kind of yeah. look like the skeleton legs from Dead Alive. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like they pan all the way up and like it's it's kind of bold to show like a super burn victim girl. Yeah. And like her face is all scarred apart and like she's missing an eye for some reason, but she still has yeah. one and she's like, nothing dies in the corn. <laughs> and then Demon Face vines again. Why vines? Corn vines. Corn vines. Those, yes. We all know corn vines. And then she just swallows up. Uh, she swallows up Bo and her corn vines. The corn vi- yeah, the corn vines shoot out and overtake Bo and. Yeah. It, it's even funny like it's it has this anime effect to it because the yeah, the black right. the black ash 
kind of mm. rises up behind her like an anime mm-hmm. villain powering up his super shot. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? What if she, oh my God, if she was just like, Kame. <laughs> but it, it does because it's like it it does feel like an anime thing now that now you say that yeah with the with and also just like the the you know the face disfiguring and stuff it almost yeah, yeah and then the body really horror, like the body horror vines coming out is like it's 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 akira it's tetsuo you know mm-hmm. and akira like <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it almost reminded me of Perfect Blue a little bit just because I yeah, watched yeah, that yeah, recently. Bit, yeah. It's just so fucking bad and dumb and honestly saves the movie worth watching for me. Like <laughs> I will honestly probably watch this movie again in my life like that kind of I'm embarrassed to say, but I probably will. It's 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 not off the table for me either. <laughs> Like it's so fucking bad, but I stand alone. I stand alone. There's no way (laughs) I'm gonna. I don't. I. I, I'm not gonna watch it because it's remotely Mm -hmm. good at all. It's just I honestly want to watch that town hall scene again. Yeah, it's it's a it's so funny. It's a thing to do as like a party or a showing, or just like if there's somebody in your life that you want to show like a funny bad movie to. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it by myself. No, no, for sure. I would put this on to show somebody. It's to subject others to. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't even know. I don't know movie. if I hate someone enough to do that. I like <laughs> I the, the funny things weren't enough to make me like I just like <clears throat> my last point of it that I'm standing a little different position is that it was just boring for me. Like even the f- weird funny parts or even the gore parts weren't enough to make me be like I would tell someone to watch this. You no, know? you're right. I, it, it's not a perfect midnight movie because of how boring mm-hmm. it is. But it has enough. It reminds me of, frankly, a lot of. Listen, this is going to really torch our chances of getting that that full moon sponsorship. But it reminds me of a lot of full moon f- movies in, in that there are big lulls of boringness. Yeah. But there are enough interesting bonkers stuff that I'll still watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of features of the full moon caliber and full moon kind of like budget is they 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 don't have the budget to be interesting so that's why they mm-hmm. have the long lulls and they do like extended scenes in single locations it's because they yeah. don't have the budget this yeah. film apparently yeah. had like a 10 million dollar budget what? <laughs> and and is directed by like directed and written by somebody who's a known entity in hollywood and yep. obviously the money didn't go to the cast because I don't recognize a single person in this movie. Nah. So that means nah. like they had more than enough time and money to like build something. They could have done something. But I bad. really hope this is like a true Hollywood story type of thing that like years from now it's a known thing of like how tumultuous and fucked up the production was and mm-hmm. You know, somebody ended up going to jail for like stealing a bunch of money and then like they had to try to make some money back. So they were just going to completely trash it. But then they yeah. just shelved it for a while and then they brought it back. Like there's got to be a really, really interesting story behind this. And, and I like I think there has to be. I agree with that because like it was filmed in 2020, but mm-hmm. because it was an independent feature, like it didn't have to get shut down or anything. So mm-hmm. it was like filming through the pandemic. And yeah. I, I wonder, it, 
I I almost want to bet that there is like some sort of PPE loan scam going on mm. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like I could definitely see that. All I can think about is like with how bad and silly this movie is, all I could think about was like the Yuva Bowl films mm-hmm. and how all of his films were like crazy terrible, but they were also like German tax scams at the same time. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, I could totally see this being made Ju- like they had they already had the rights to the to the to the franchise so they're going to use that cuz that's going to reel in like if this movie was called like you know something you know corn monsters or some shit right. like we would have never watched it we only watched it the because huskening. <laughs> That would have actually been a pretty good name. <laughs> Guys, I just want to point out that Steve's on fire today and you're getting a rare treat. You're getting a rare treat. Um, no, but it, yeah, it's like it honestly is like the fact that someone allowed this movie to come out with the name of a modestly successful franchise mm-hmm. is is bonkers. Is there a movie that has a, like I said, a moderately successful, you know, three plus four decade almost franchise associated with it that is this bad. This bad. I, I, I feel like I'm there really is. struggling. To, I'm sure there is. Yeah. But I mean, even if you point at, you know, your jaws, jaws twos of the world and stuff. I was almost going to say know, like Hellraiser a little bit, but I don't still think Hellraiser was this bad. No, I don't think any of the Hellraisers were as poorly made. Oh, yeah. You no. guys didn't see Revelations. Was... <laughs> no, we didn't see Revelations. Yeah, I didn't see Revelations. Uh-huh. I, I, so I think you might be right on that one, Meg. And then I would also say the way uh, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, those have all been abused pretty badly mm-hmm. uh, just because of the way the rights for the naming rights mm-hmm. shook out with them. I think those have all yeah. been abused pretty badly. But yeah, the the this movie kind of also reminded me, not that I think it's as bad, but it kind of reminded me of the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But that movie was light years mm-hmm. better than oh, this. Oh yeah, it's like it, it's light years better. I mean better. it was dog shit, but it was light years better than this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the fact that it was um the fact that it was I mean I guess I guess Hellraiser is, you know, Clive associated with Clive Barker. It's just mm-hmm. how how a Stephen King, not that you know, every movie based on a Stephen King story is good. Right. There's tons of dog shit ones. But like, I'm just surprised that this is kind of a I was going to say kind of a precious one, but it's not because. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just it's just surprising that this franchise would fall to such unbelievable lows. Yeah. I mean, I'm. it's not a masterpiece. None of the movies are really good, but. This is just absolute putrid dog yeah. shit. Well, I mean, like in the the later series of the Children of the Corns, like like when you get to six and seven and eight and shit. Jesus Christ! There's eight of them. This I read that this is the twelfth adaptation. Oh mm. God Almighty! I seriously thought there was like four. Yeah. So like, I think there's now I gotta watch them all. God damn it! I think there's ten Children of the Corn films mm-hmm. that like led up to the mid two thousands. There's mm-hmm. one. Uh, there's one short film that was like an original adaptation that came out even before the 84 movie. And now there's this yeah. one. So I think there's, yeah, that, that, that makes 12, but, yeah. um, yeah. So like, holy shit, even those though, like they, they all just were built off kind of the original film. 
And so yeah. they, a lot of them maintained and carried the character of Isaac a lot of the time because he was like the big standout. So like right. Isaac appears in a lot of the films. Oh, he's very creepy. He does a tremendous yeah. job yeah. in the first yeah. movie. Great job. Great actor, uh, especially with like the role he's doing. Mm-hmm. So like that's why it's so baffling that this one isn't just a straight up remake. He, he mm-hmm. wrote his own original Children of the Corn thing. <laughs> but I think, honestly, there's so much left on the cutting room floor. Like, we just don't know the whole story. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm not saying it ever was good, but I think some of the ways that it just makes absolutely no fucking sense had to do with and, you know, how they ended like the, the like the original like director's cut was like three hours and 40 minutes oh, or some shit. you know what i mean <laughs> like something like that has to be the case yeah that would rule so hard i would watch that too <laughs> it's just because you I don't well because what was cut he considers bad so like if he identifies it as bad <laughs> yeah like i gotta one i know we i gotta just jump back to the mom again like that yeah. apparently the actress is from new zealand Okay. And so I have to wonder, I have to like imagine that there's scenes with her in it of her trying to do an American accent and maybe oh, they're like super tremendous. terrible. That would be so great. I would love to yeah, see it. I, I yeah. I man, I'm I'm really looking forward to learning more about like this this is going to be a movie that is uh, I want to like unravel yeah. what the fuck happened a little bit yeah, absolutely. Uh, with this. But also um you know don't watch it thinking it's going to be good. It's dog shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we're, we're talking like it's there's a lot of it that is absolute unwatchable dog shit. But um, if you're looking for a good movie, go watch Baskin. Steve told me to watch it. I watch it. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. That movie's great. <laughs> I just watched that. That's like it's actually really scary and cool. Yeah. Now, if you want to ingest pure dog shit, watch uh, watch Children of the Corn. <laughs> um, all right. Any final thoughts on the children of the corn. No, but what's the movie suggestion? Baskets. Baskin. Oh, we B-A-S-K-I-N. Yeah, it's a Turkish the Turkish movie. Yeah. Um, that's a fucking crazy. Is that is that on Tubi or Shutter right now? It's on Tubi. I don't know about Shutter, but I watched on Tubi. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, any uh, any final thoughts on this? piece of the piece of grotesque one nonsense. of the few times no. i think you guys made me even dislike a movie more at an end of yeah. the episode <laughs> yeah. It's very, yeah very very rare that that happens where i'm like yeah the amount of talking we did have i was like man now now i'm like more in the movie more it more like you're mad that it has <laughs> taken up this much space in oh. your life and brain yeah it, i want to charge it rent now for sure. Well, here, guys, we got a juicy little bit here for you, uh, you guys to check out here for, for next week. First of all, a couple of palate cleansers to get that out of your out of your life. Go watch Westworld. It's a fucking gem, especially if you have any. I imagine more people have saw the HBO show than have seen the, the 73 movie. Mm-hmm. But the 73 movie is underappreciated, in my opinion. Go watch that. It's great. Um, Screamers. You're going to have a blast with Screamers if you haven't already. It's on Tubi. And then <laughs> it's on Tubi. And then check out, if you get a hot sec here, Murderbot. <laughs> Jim Wynorski's new joint, Murderbot. <laughs> At the very least, you're going to have to listen to Meg try to defend it, yeah. which in and of itself is going to be so entertaining. Man, I just love how Steve's giggling over there right now. And it, that is. Yeah. That, oh. 
Yeah. Meg, yeah. I'm so happy because like <laughs> I, like I said, I watched the trailer literally before we started recording. And yeah. like if I hadn't seen it, I would have given you Runaway, which is also like it's it's bad and stupid in its own way. But I'm just so happy I saw something brand new that's killer robots right before I got on. And I was able to offer this to you as your chance to, you know, win, maybe. I'm just really excited. This is like that. Yeah, you have one chance. I'm going like, to have like a day to uh, like try to catch as many reviews as possible on this. <laughs> No, go in dead ass blind. Well, I mean, I'm going I am going to go watch dead ass blind anything. into it. But what I'm, what I mean, like getting other people's like perspectives or things I could have missed. She's, she, she wants mm. to crowdsource like any kind of like help is what she's going yeah. for. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Come on. Uh, yes, I like to do that after. I, I, I'm going to go in 100% blind. I'm not going to watch a trailer. I'm not going to look at any reviews. Nothing. I'm just going to go in completely blind. Watch it. I got to assume it's going to be absolute dog shit, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. Worst case, you guys can just make fun of me the oh, whole it'll time. It'll be fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jet, listen, if I know this director and this production company and the fact that it's called Murderbot, I'm, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, go check those out this week um, and get ready for that Sumbitchin' Showdown for April. And as always, if you have any suggestions, not only for um, uh, we're going to be in May, guys, um, if you're if you're uh, if you have any suggestions for the May showdown or topics to add to that spinny old wheel, send them over to us on the social medias. It's at Halloween's forever on, you know, whatever social medias you're checking out. Um, you should probably give us a follow as well. Um, guys, I know I owe some of you stickers. I ran out of stickers. I ordered more. They're here. I'll get them to you in the mail. We appreciate your patronage and we're going to send you some fucking stickers. Um, and as always, if you want to go and, and review, uh, you know, give us five stars or whatever the max amount of stars are on the, you know, the Spotify's or the Apple podcasts or wherever the hell you get those podcasts. Somebody sent us recently there. I think our very first one on. Another podcast app that I don't use frequently. We got our first review on there. Um, I'll send you some damn old stickers in the mail. So go ahead and do that. We appreciate it. Get some more eyeballs uh, or earballs on the podcast. Um, all right, guys. Uh, with that being said, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. And I'm Meg. And I'm he who sleeps till noon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.